Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to this episode of the MBA Insider Podcast. This is Al D., your host, and in this episode titled A New Way to MBA B-Schooled Life Amidst COVID-19, I have four current MBA students on to talk to me a little bit about what their experience is like right now going to visit school amongst this um, global pandemic. Um, I think this is a great episode just to hear um, honest experiences about what's happening as well as um, the challenges and, and some of the opportunities that are coming from it. And this is especially beneficial if you're considering going to business school next year, getting a sense of what it's like, as well as, you know, if you're in business school right now, um, hearing about what other students are doing to maximize their experience. And I have four phenomenal guests uh, who join me, and I'm really excited to share with you our conversation. So. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Al D. I'm the founder of MBA Schooled and the author of MBA Insider. And I'm excited today because I have a slew of MBAs, current MBA students who are in business school across the United States who have joined me today to share a little bit about what's going on in business school right now uh, at their respective schools and the, uh, how the experience has been just with um, COVID-19, as well as just how they're thinking about specific things that they're currently kind of working on, whether it's um, because they're a first year and they're thinking about their summer internships and ending the year, or if they're a second year MBA student and they're thinking about graduation. And it's so great to have um, some awesome people who I all know um, from various MBA programs to kind of share some of their experience. Uh, And I'm excited to get started. So let's just start with some introductions. And the first person I see on the Brady Bunch tile is uh, my friend, Joey Parker. So Joey, why don't you just give a quick background of of who you are, you know, what you do, you know, the traditional name, rank, and serial number. Yeah, sure. Yeah, thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. A uh, little about me. I grew up in North Carolina, um, and but have spent the past a uh, little over six years in the Bay Area. Um, and for the six years prior to, to business school, I was working uh, in the nonprofit sector at a workforce development program, essentially an IT training program. Um, and I was in operation, operational and uh, partner relations or account management roles. Um, and I'm now first year at Haas, um, looking to make the overall transition to the private sector via, um, via tech. And um, yeah, really been enjoying my experience at Haas so far and definitely some interesting things related to um, COVID and happy to, to talk about any of this. So thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Joey. Uh, Anna, I see you next. Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, so I'm Anna Ward. I'm originally from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and I've been in New York for almost 13 years. I went to undergrad here at Barnard College, and I'm a second year at NYU Stern, so about to graduate. 
Um, before Stern, I spent a bunch of years running an artisanal maker market called Artists and Fleas. So really grassrootsy startup experience in the back. And then I came into uh, Stern wanting to do tech, recruited for all types of product management and product marketing, interned at American Express as a digital product manager, and I'll be going back there once I graduate. Thanks, Anna. Great. I see uh, Becca next. Becca, would you mind introducing yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Becca Jordan. I'm a first year at UNC Keenan Flagler Business School in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I grew up in North Carolina, uh, born and raised, Tar Hill born and bred. Um, I then moved to D.C. after studying public health in undergrad and worked at Deloitte Consulting in their government public service sector. So helping Homeland Security clients as well as uh, health clients in the federal space. Um, then I came straight back to school, and right now I'm studying entrepreneurship and venture capital as well as tech. And this summer I'll be interning with Facebook as a project manager in their um, misinformation or community operations team. Fantastic. I'm a little biased, but I love those Tar Heels who also worked at Deloitte. Um, they tend to work out okay from my own experience. Um, <laughs> great. And last but not certainly not least, how about you, Stephanie? Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie Simpson. I'm originally from Noblesville, Indiana. Uh, but I was working in Chicago before coming back to school um, in technology consulting at Deloitte. Um, and I'm an MBA two out of three, so I'm doing a dual degree um, in the School of Information, um, focusing on user experience design. I recruited for technology um, in the MBA side and was an intern at CVS Health last year doing data analytics. And this summer, I'm going to be doing UX design at a startup uh, here in Ann Arbor. Great. And thank you so much for introducing yourselves, everyone. So I want to start with Anna because she is our veteran second year. So I guess, Anna, let's start with you. So I guess first, what has life been like at Stern, uh, both maybe like in the classroom and how that experience has been, as well as how have you adjusted, you know, with your classmates outside of the classroom as well? Because certainly the MBA experience, you know, a lot of the great stuff happens outside of it. And I know that with COVID, there's kind of been impacts to both. So would you mind maybe sharing a little bit about that at Stern? Yeah, definitely. So for us, I think probably similar to everybody else, we went virtual around mid-March. Um, for us, it was two days before our spring break, which I actually think was quite fortunate because it gave the entire administration and all of the faculty a week to really put some plans in place and practice things before we came back uh, virtually. Um, so it's obviously an unfortunate way to end my MBA, but in some ways I feel fortunate and I feel sad like for the first years because I have had so much of my MBA um, in person and I do have some strong relationships and kind of ending it this way is, is not the worst. Um, so, you know, we can, we can talk further, but, you know, all of our classes are virtual. The professors are adapting. I think now that we're a few weeks in, it's more natural for everybody. And I'm noticing that there's a lot more participation in the classes and everybody's just feeling more comfortable. It definitely took some getting used to, but I'd say on a community aspect, people are still trying to find ways to connect. We have all kinds of hangouts. We have like a, a, a school-wide Settlers of Catan online tournament that's starting this week. Um, and uh, I'm also one of the outgoing co-presidents of Stern Women in Business, and we um, had to take our annual conference virtual. So that was an amazing learning opportunity. Learned a ton. Happy to talk more about that. Um, it was obviously unfortunate to not do it in person, but there's also a lot of pros to virtual in that people can connect from all over the world. So it's been a really awesome learning opportunity in general. Thank you. And I definitely will get back to you on the conference and going virtual, but I will have to say, um, 
a, a settlers or settlers of Catan tournament for a bunch of MBAs is like the strategy of all strategies, right? Like, can we actually just replace the case interview with just settlers of Catan, like from here on, here on forward? Like, how um, how thought how amazing um, would that be? I love that. I love that you all are are doing that. I think that's uh, I think that's a really great a really great opportunity. Um, I want to turn it over to Becca and would love to hear kind of what's going on at UNC Keenan Flagler. So I know that, as Anna said, I think everyone's kind of been at this for a couple of weeks, particularly in the classroom and kind of getting adapted with online learning. I'm just curious from your perspective at UNC, you know, um, I'm sure things have been adapting over there as well, because I know you're getting towards the end of the year. But, you know, what are some of the changes that have been made or like how have um, you been able to really um, still get um, some of that learning experience out of the classroom, particularly as you head into, you know, your summer internship? Great question, Al. Um, yeah, we're all learning how to adapt in this new world, um, but also make the most of our time right now. I think what's what's really important is understanding that everyone's grieving in different ways and at different levels, and UNC's been really empathetic of that. Um, so first of all, this all happened while we were on our two-week spring break, so all of the global immersions were canceled. Um, a lot of people went home for that break. Some stayed in Chapel Hill, um, but right when we came back for our quarter, so the fourth quarter, the fourth mod, um, we were told all the classes for the rest of the semester most likely would be remote. So um, fortunately, we've already had Zoom in place. We kind of already had uh, several meetings and some classes that were already being conducted online. They pretty much did this over spring break, moved all of the professors to Zoom trainings to get all of their materials online, um, help with a few extra like TAs just to get more of that support uh, from the technical end and the IT support. Um, but also our professors have done a really good job knowledge sharing and kind of checking the polls of students. So whether that's through um, doing, making it more interactive through polling, through kind of using the chat function. I do a lot of breakout rooms, so I don't I don't know if you guys get forced into the breakout room with someone random in the class, but it's actually been pretty refreshing because I wouldn't normally maybe pick out someone random that sits at the back and, and go talk to them for 10 minutes about a case, but that's what we're being forced to do in some of my classes. Um, they're also really good about us taking breaks, taking 10 minutes to, you know, if you're in a three-hour class to kind of refresh, go outside, stretch. Um, so I would say not a lot has changed, and, and if anything, to Anna's earlier point about her conference, it's been able we've been able to get more people into the classroom and I'm actually taking more classes than I normally would because I don't have that commute time or, you know, time I need to go home for lunch. Um, I'm, I just I'm, took a weekend class this past weekend in sustainability that I wouldn't normally have taken. So um, it, it's, it's actually been a really good time uh, for learning. I think that's I think that's great, and I'm glad you were able to really think about how to get more out of the experience. And, you know, certainly I think one of the things that helps UNC Kenan Flagler a little bit is because they have had the online MBA program for many years now. And I do think that because of the amount of professors who have had to teach in that program, they've certainly had some lessons learned from that experience. But I think what you also are articulating, which is something that I have a greater appreciation for, is that people really do learn in diverse ways and through diverse kind of like modes of learning. And I can certainly appreciate being a professor trying to think through, I have so many students in my class who all learn differently. How do I do it in a way that um, is engaging, you know, for all diverse kind of like learning types. And then on the flip side of that, I think for students too, is really think it makes you really think about, well, like, how do I actually learn best? Or like, is it by lecture? Is it by these breakout rooms that I'm getting forced into? Is it through polling and chat? Um, but I think one of the things you said that I think really is insightful is the fact that it has allowed you to take even more classes and continues to help you think about, well, how do I, you know, given the situation, like, how do I get the most out of it? So I think, I think that, I think that's been, I think that's been really great. 
Um, I want to pop over to, to Stephanie and to maybe hear a little bit about, um, you know, what's, what's happening at Ross. Like, certainly I know that, um, like many of these other schools, like you definitely have gone, you know, virtual, but I'm just curious, you know, in addition to the academic environment, you know, what, um, what, what are you seeing in terms of how this has been impacting, I guess, maybe like recruiting? Um, I know you mentioned that you did uh, land an internship, which is fantastic, but I'd be curious to know what, uh, what that process has been like in terms of recruiting for internships and the like, and, and how that's really played out over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, so as you said, I was very lucky um, to get an internship right when it's uh, prime time for recruiting for UX design is March and April. So the timing was a bit unfortunate, um, but it worked out for me. Um, for a lot of the MBAs who had internships lined up for the summer, um, a lot of them have gone remote, um, which is good. But some of them have been canceled um, just for various different reasons. And I think Something that they do really good at Ross um, is provide a lot of resources for us. And they also did a really good job at communicating through this entire um, period, uh, partly maybe because of, we have the crisis challenge. So they teach students how to manage a crisis, you know, and they're living um, those lessons themselves right now. Um, but they've been really good. They've had some town halls with the dean or with our career development office. And our career development office is putting together extra resources, especially for those students whose internships may have been canceled um, to try to work with our alumni to see if there are any new opportunities that can be made um, in this time and to try to really pull together all off-campus recruiting into one place for those students. Um, and they're also providing some webinars on, you know, how to be an effective remote worker because um, even for those interns that still have their internships, most of them have gone completely remote, which is not, you know, the ideal internship that experience that maybe they dreamed of a couple months ago when they got the internship, but they're trying to prepare us on how to really be effective, how to still, you know, network and get to know the company and your team in a virtual setting. Um, so I think that they've been um, really helping us along the way and even willing to have some one-on-one -on -one guidance for certain people. So when I reached out to them and said, hey, it looks like my internship may be canceled because it's a startup um, and they don't have a lot of resources, to do that, you know, they individually reached out to me and said, let's set up a call and we can work with you um, and see what we have. So um, they're still going through the process, I think, of working with students, um, especially those whose internships have um, gotten canceled for the summer. Um, but I have no doubt that the, you know, alumni network of Ross and just um, our career development office, who are always really wanting to help us um, get the best internships we can, will kind of come through in the end. No, that's great. And really quickly, would you mind talking a little bit about the um, the crisis communications challenge? Because it is something that I always, I, I love that Ross offers and I've heard people kind of rave about it. And so just given everything going on, I would just, it seems very timely and very relevant. So could you maybe just share a little bit about it? Yeah. So the crisis challenge is a two-day challenge that is run through the Sanger Leadership Center. And I participated in it my first year. And then I actually helped behind the scenes um, this past year. And what happens is you're put into random teams and you're all given a level on the C-suite. So CEO, CMO, CFO, and you're given a fake company that has a crisis and the case changes every year. And there's an online portal where you're getting all these emails from your board. You're getting bombarded on Twitter by customers. Um, your other executives are calling you up. You're learning news information from local news channels as the crisis unfolds. And 
even though it's all fake, you really do feel the stress. And the purpose is to try to help you as a team how to work together and how to really manage communication and prioritize during a crisis. And then on the second day, um, we have alumni who come back and volunteer and get very into their characters of being your board when you present to them. Um, some boards are a little more hostile than others. Because again, I think the alumni really enjoy this. Um, but you present kind of your plan to the board and answer their questions. And then our top three teams get to present in a press conference where we bring actual press from the Ann Arbor area in, and all the other participants can watch. Um, so it's a kind of two-day extravaganza, but it really does you know, feel like a real crisis. And I've been joking during this entire time that I think Michigan is handling this very well because we do have the crisis challenge and they kind of know all the good components of what goes into managing and leading during a crisis. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic opportunity. So if anyone out there is going to Ross, definitely sign up for that next year. So I want to head over to Joey because I know Joey was recruiting during all of this and certainly had some things change a little bit. So Joey, I'm curious, you know, given everything going on, you know, what, how has your recruiting process for internships been as a result of this? You know, what's, what changed or, or what, what didn't change? Um, I know it's definitely recruiting as it is for internships. It can be really challenging, but certainly throwing a global pandemic on top of it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I didn't mention earlier that um, I, I, I'll be interning at Salesforce this summer doing marketing strategy. And um, I actually uh, secured the internship just uh, like a two or three weeks ago. Um, and so just to give some context, so I, I did consulting recruiting in the fall, went through that process, um, pivoted to kind of tech, figuring out where I wanted to go in like February, um, like January, February. And then um, I had a number of things cooking. So I was applying to, I was dropping my resume online. I was networking at places. Um, I had applied to these, um, to this Salesforce internship back in uh, February as well. Um, and at the time it was exciting because I'd come off of consulting. I, I put all my eggs in that basket and I was kind of resetting. Um, but then as I started to get some interviews, I could see that um, I just became more optimistic about my prospects. I and mean, I think coming from the nonprofit sector, I was just nervous about my ability to, to about the kinds of roles that I could secure in the private sector. Um, and then like when the pandemic really started picking up, unfortunately I had a number of those searches just stop dead in their tracks. So, um, for one internship, I had done a, a whole take home assignment during finals week, um, put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, was really excited about the, the company and the internship. And that one was just pause, completely pause. Another one I was about to have a final round, um, a final round interview for that one was just completely canceled as well for at least for the time being um, and then I had at least one other search where I had like an initial phone screen and then this was where things were really starting to pick up um, in terms of uh, just what was going on in the world and I just never heard back from that one and so it was really unsettling and I think as someone who felt like he had spent um, spent essentially all of the first year focusing on the internship hunt it was super disheartening um, and I think during that time, like I, I made sure to, uh, like I scheduled time with CMG, like our career, our career office, like right away, just to one, talk about how I was feeling and to do some like, actual game planning for how I wanted, how, um, I might need to shift my recruitment moving forward. Um, but thankfully, uh, that Salesforce, uh, 
process kept chugging along and uh the final round was like a a presentation which um you know i would have done in person normally but i did it remotely um so it was i think it maybe in some ways it probably served me well um to uh, maybe my nervous potentially to do it remotely but it was also something to just have to adapt to um yeah just to adapt to which was different for me um but our our career office has been in um like high gear um, running trainings around how we need to shift our networking and our plans um, with everything going on. And I've been attending those just to see what kind of guidance they give. Um, and yeah, they, they launched like a COVID-19 specific resources page. Um, and uh, or yeah, where they're just like uploading everything that they're putting together. And they really utilize Slack to bring together our first years, second years, and just a number of alums and our evening weekend programs all together in one space to really, um, just to really utilize the community to help, to help each other during this time. So there was like an online, there was like a remote networking event already between um, alums, evening weekenders, and full-time students, um, and just some other things going on as well to really help us out. I think that's great. And, um, it's some Joe, Joey and I know each other pretty well. And so I've, I've seen kind of his odyssey for his internship search and I told him in the beginning patience and persistence and, uh, and he clearly has exhibited it and it's paid off, which I think is, I think is fantastic. And I um, mean, I think the other thing that you really highlighted, which I think is true about all these schools is that in times like this, the community really comes together. And, and I think that is the value and the power of an MBA in a lot of respects is just how great the community is. And it, you know, as the example you just gave in terms of, the integrated Slack channel and really helping each other out there, I think is, is really a great example of it, of how they're pulling together. Um, just to kind of keep going on this recruiting topic, Stephanie, I'm just curious um, from your perspective. Uh, so you were fortunate to land uh, an internship just recently. I'm just curious about, um, you know, was this something that you were hoping to, was it like option A or option B or were you, did you have to rethink it all or reset in terms of what you were looking for or how have you or your classmates kind of been thinking about that just with all the changes that have been going on? Yeah, so as a dual degree student, the internships that I was looking for this summer weren't really um, with the MBA focus. User experience design um, is more towards my School of Information degree. And so that was kind of my goal from the beginning. And again, it's more of a just-in-time timeline versus, you know, a lot of the MBA recruiting. And so I kind of was expecting to do a lot in um, March and April in terms of interviews and all that. And similar to Joey, a lot of my prospects, I think, just paused um, or they just got canceled in the middle of the process. So that was a bit disheartening as well because I thought that maybe I could have a chance, but before they could even review my resume or ask for an interview, um, they either paused or canceled the entire process. Um, so it was a bit disheartening, um, but it was just a kind of to your point of patience and persistence and just finding the right opportunity. Um, and I'm lucky that, you know, a startup. Um, is willing to kind of, you know, take me into this unknown future that we have. Because um, I think even a lot of larger companies were canceling their internships um, because it is a bit of an unknown in the next couple of months here. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, it was just kind of timing and um, just kind of chugging through. I kept applying um, and just constantly was online to see if new opportunities would come up. Um, because if there was a post that was a month or two old, I was afraid that that was before COVID-19. So who knows what their current situation is. But if they're 
giving out an internship and um, posting now or a couple days, you know, they're doing that with the knowledge of COVID-19. And so that's what I was really trying to keep on top of. Yeah, thank you. And Joey, one more question for you on the topic of recruiting. So I'm just curious for you or just maybe others or your classmates. So I know you were recruiting for technology kind of roles and many of them do come just in time anyway, but also sometimes in general, um, they do require a little bit of you know innovation when it comes to identifying those opportunities or finding the right people to talk to. I'm just curious if either you have d- did or have you've, you've seen from your classmates kind of come up with some uh, novel ways to either uh, network or find opportunities or even or even land them for that matter? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, so something that was just coming to mind as we were, uh, like as uh, Steph was talking, is the interesting thing is like there there are companies out there that are actually like post, potentially hiring because of the situation. So I've seen like a number of startups where their product is especially relevant for everything going on and they're hiring like two strategy and planning MBA interns um, because they recognize that those individuals might really be able to help them during this time. So like that's been interesting and heartening to see. Um, And I, so I think like in terms of like a strategy, we've been really encouraged to think about like, well, what are the companies and the industries that actually might weather or thrive in this situation? And how can we target those in our networking and our, um, in our efforts, um, in terms of like specific strategies I've seen, I'm thinking back to that networking session I mentioned that was between our evening weekend students, our full time, and maybe some alums as well. Um, but that, that involves kind of like collective brainstorming around how we might be able to support each other through the process. So um, I think one, one second year offered his skills at like finding individuals on LinkedIn or connections or something along those lines to support his classmates in, in, in doing the same. Um, trying to think of other specific things. Um, yeah, those are, those are kind of the main things that come to mind. And I think our, I just attended a training by our career office where they just propose alternative options to like a paid summer internship. So one of those might be doing unpaid work or project for a company that's particularly in dire need of, of or not, but particularly in need of, of support this summer, or whether it's like a, a research project to build your network or things along those lines. Like we're, we're starting to be encouraged to think more creatively in terms of how we're going to be utilizing our summer in that way. No, I think that's great. And I'm glad you said that because that was what I was hoping you were going to say. Um, I think like fundamentally, I think what it also comes back to is like thinking strategically about what are you trying to achieve from the summer internship? And and is there another alternative way in which you can get that thing, but maybe just there's a done in a different different way. So the um, the end stays the same, but the means is a little different. And, and I, think that, I think that's great. So I think we've hit on the recruiting piece. I think that's really awesome. I want to switch back over to just uh, student life and, and really student organizations. And we have two amazing student leaders here with us and Anna and Becca. So I want to jump back to that. So Anna, um, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, as the outgoing president of the Stern Women in Business, you moved your uh, yearly conference to a virtual event. Could you maybe share a little bit more of what that was like and, and, and what you kind of learned from that experience? 
Yeah, definitely. So um, Stern Women in Business does an annual conference, as most, I think, uh, groups do. It, this was our 28th annual, so it's a pretty big deal. Happens every year. Um, a lot of alumni travel back into New York for it. And we've been planning for it pretty much since I became president over a year ago. Um, it's really our flagship event. And so when we found out a few weeks, it was supposed to be April 3rd. So when we found out, you know, two weeks before the conference that we wouldn't be able to have it in person, and in fact, nothing was going to be happening in person for the rest of the year, it took us a few days to really think, is this something that can be moved to a virtual format? Will it translate? Will all pieces of it translate? Are there some things that we need to pick and choose that will be most effective virtually? Um, and what we ended up coming up with is that we decided it was still really important to do. We still wanted to do it on the same day if possible because people already had that calendar, you know, that date held um, and they had for a long time. And we also felt like it would be good to be kind of pioneers in this virtual world. Um, I know already like a few weeks past April 3rd now, um, I'm seeing so many things happening. It's almost like a little bit exhausting of how many different, you know, virtual events you can be attending at any one time. And so we thought, okay, let's, let's figure this out as much as we can. Um, but if we can kind of do it on the early side, people might also be a little more forgiving if there, any, if there are any issues. And we can also hopefully learn to be able to share our learnings with others. Um, so what we ended up doing was kind of a condensed version of the conference. We had a keynote, we had a fireside chat still, which was, you know, one woman being uh, interviewed by one of our administration. And then we had two panels, um, very similar to this format here. I would say actually the panels were probably the the most well-received part of the entire conference. I think it's great in a virtual format to have multiple people speaking, you know, on a certain subject as opposed to one person just speaking for an hour the way that you might enjoy it in a, in a conference setting might, might not be so good. But our, our keynote was incredible too. Um, it was Dolly Chug who just came out with a book called The Person You Mean to Be. She has one of the like multi-million views on her TED Talk. Um, and she gave she pivoted kind of her topic to being about crisis management um, and gave like this really simple, straightforward framework of how to kind of lead through this times, um, which I think people really appreciated. And um, it was exciting. I learned a lot. I did about a million Zoom run-throughs the week beforehand with every single person who was even speaking for two minutes during the conference. Um, and it went pretty well. There's certain things with technology. Like I, in my old job, I did a ton of event management as well. And I've been saying recently, like, I trust myself to know in the moment in a live event what I need to do if something unexpected arises. But when you're in a technology setting and something unexpected arises, it's so hard to solve for it. And, and you feel kind of totally out of control. And so it's like, how can we plan for as much as we can control and how can we remain flexible for the things that we know are gonna arise that we can't control like somebody just having a bad internet connection or some strange noise coming in that nobody knows where it's coming from or something like that. Um, but generally I think the content was incredibly well received and it's interesting because I did do this early on. Um, I am now uh, kind of consulting for people both within the MBA program and without on how to run virtual events. So I have a lot of friends who's not in the MBA program, whose companies are trying to take various conferences and events virtual. And I've been holding all of these chats about like my, my best practices for, for Zoom events. Um, and the one other thing I'll say is that I'm really into structured networking. It's something I've been like really into for years and years. And I also run like a Barnard alumni group. So I've done a lot of that. And I was like, 
we have to still network somehow. Like this cannot just be hundreds of people logging in from home and not connecting. So we tried during our break to send people into, first of all, we were hosting a Zoom webinar. So we had to get people off of the webinar into a meeting to get into breakout rooms, which was a lot of steps where a lot could go wrong. But we had a lot of people do it. We, and then we virtualized the randomized networking by sending them into breakout rooms. And I heard from people that they were able to meet people and connect. Um, so that was also a great experience. I think a lot could be improved and iterated on there. But uh, it, was, it was great all around. And I, uh, I think, again, there's just so many benefits to virtual. So that was yeah. awesome to see. No, thank you for sharing that. And uh, Anna was also featured in MBA Insider, uh, both for her internship experience, as well as uh, she talked a little bit about Stern Women in Business. But I'm curious, you know, certainly stepping into the, the president role or co-president role, you expected to uh, build a set of skills or get a set of experiences as a leader of an organization. And I'm sure you probably got many of those, but I'm just curious about what was it like leading your organization through this uh, given everything that's happened. I mean, like you said, you were working around the clock for the, for a, a good period of time to really bring this to fruition. But, you know, what did you get out of that experience, you know, kind of leading the charge from it? Yeah, I mean, it was an amazing way to take exactly what we were learning in our classes. You know, I'm taking this class with Dolly Chubb, who I just mentioned, called Managerial Skills. And to take these things we're learning and then apply them immediately. So you think about leading in a crisis and to Becca's point of how people are all like suffering and mourning in different ways. And we had members of our board who were helping to organize the conference who had to return to their home countries and they were on completely different time zones and adjusting to being home when they thought they were still gonna be living in New York. And so we had to be really empathetic to everyone's situation and know that not everyone was going to be able to give their all, but people would give in different ways. And how are we gonna manage expectations while also like pedal to the metal doing everything we needed to do. Um, so I think that was really interesting. Um, I think it required a ton of just like getting people super excited that this event was going to be great and no, it's not what we expected, but we're all going to make the most of it. Um, so I think there's a lot of just like uh, motivating and energizing your, your team um, and just, you know, being flexible and, and accepting that, you know, you can't plan for everything and um, that it's okay and you're going to make the most out of it. And, and I think to exactly like Dolly Chubb's point, there's a lot of things in leadership of just the, the way you're excited about something, the way you're calm in crisis, really like kind of people feed off of that from the leader. So I attempted to exercise all of that, um, you know, and hopefully to some degree it worked. Uh, but it was definitely a challenge. Um, yeah, but it was a great way to kind of end IMBA. And I'll also say like, you know, we talk about our stories that we go into our first job with, and I'm in this program called Leadership Fellows that we're kind of planning for our first 100 days when we're in the job. And we keep talking about, and I think like Joey, I was thinking about this when you were speaking too, like what an awesome story to be able to tell of like, you know, I was running this thing and then you know this crisis happened and we had to take it virtual or i was recruiting and then i had to completely change my strategy but i still secured something or if you end up doing one of those alternatives to the internship like i ended up working on this like i bet some people's lives are going to be completely changed because they end up consulting for some small business and helping them completely rethink their strategy and become successful and they might end up with a career path they never envisioned so i think there's going to be really exciting stories that come out of this for everybody Totally. Um, so a quick aside, I won't go into details, but I got my internship offer rescinded two weeks before this, uh, the second semester ended. And if I hadn't had that, had that happen, if that did not happen, I would not be working at the company I'm at today. Right. And so sometimes 
uh, out of uh, challenging situations, uh, good things happen. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is if you ever get a behavioral interview question of talk about a time when you overcame a challenge, uh, I had, think you'll have a, a good story as to, to what, uh, as to what you can talk about. Same with you, Joey, for that matter too. Um, want to go to Becca because I know she is also leading an organization right now. Becca, I'm curious as the president of Carolina women in business, um, what has it been like, you know, as you start to gear up for, you know, next year, but also while keeping in mind of all this planning that you're doing looking forward of what you need to do, like right this minute too, for, for your student, for your students. Yeah. Great question. Now, um, yeah, first off, Anna, like virtual snaps, physical snaps to you for all of that. I really look forward to connecting my conference team for this fall. If this continues, uh, with yours, uh, and I think it's really empowering to see you like grasp the conflict and to be able to make something so good out of it. So I enjoyed logging on to your conference and thanks for, for sharing it uh, with the, the whole, you know, women in business community. Um, good question, Al. It's been, it's been very tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, when we came back, we were immediately thrown into our new president, you know, VP positions, my entire first year class, and really didn't get to do that, that informal transition, that succession planning with the second years that are now all across the country, all across the world that couldn't come back to Chapel Hill. Um, fortunately, I had a great um, previous president, Harmony Jacobson, who did a fantastic job spending hours with me the, the weeks leading up to the official transition. Um, but that being said, um, this is unprecedented times as we're kind of tired of hearing, but it truly is. And so one thing that I've kind of brought my whole team together really early um, a couple weeks ago, I guess when this started, and it was just like the most important thing is that we're being there for each other. That again, we have a pulse on what our community needs right now and like how we're actually feeling, not just throwing programming on the calendars or, you know, sending out newsletters just to show that we have this bias for action, but actually being empathetic to what our community needs. Um, so we also kind of did the same thing, like Anna mentioned, taking a scan at our calendar for the coming months, last two months of school and saying, okay, what's effective virtually, what's not? How can then working with Mbasa, which is our MBA student association, Association that actually gives us our club's dues and be able to, and asking them for, for some forgiveness and refunding and reallocating some of our budgets in order to do that effective programming. So that took a lot of work on my VP finances, Kelsey uh, Mathern's part on moving those funds over and really working with administration and some of our student leaders. But um, once it got the ball rolling, it really did set a precedent for other clubs to be able to do the same. So thankfully, while we are not together, we are still connected and we've been able to do great programming. Um, we did a welcome back happy hour, which is virtual. And we we're all like doing, we call it keynote flag or kudos, but we are all sharing like highlights with each other and kind of thank yous from the past mod and getting through exams. Um, we did a, a leadership alumni leadership webinar, which is really, really cool um, that there's women from, you know, again, across the country that logged on and were able to share their perspectives on um, how this is changing leadership for them and how they're having to step up and kind of what we need to work on now in school to be able to prepare for after graduation and managing these crises. Um, we did like a mass sewing event every week. We have yoga at home. So we have a virtual yoga instructor out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, she teaches yoga. We all use our cameras, which is sometimes embarrassing, but it's, it's funny. And it's again, like everyone's being vulnerable and you see dogs and cats and, you know, husbands walking across behind the camera and it's, 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 it's just a really good time. So um, just trying to be empathetic, but also just not being afraid to fail, I think has been a really big thing because who knows if someone's going to log on to yoga at home, like 
when we rolled it out, we didn't know how many people we got. And we had 25 people on the first one and we ended up partnering with Mbasa to open it up to, you know, all 500 plus students. So it, it's been a, re- it's been a really cool way to kind of just like test the waters. Like, you know, there's, there's no precedent. So you're able to really ebb and flow and um, just make sure that you're getting the most out of your funds and also out of this time right now, because we really just need to stay connected. No, I think that's great. And I think one of the things that uh, what you listening to what you said, what is illustrated is that, you know, particularly in times of challenge or, or, or particularly in times when there are constraints, those are the times when some of the best innovations kind of come from because you're forced to think creatively and to think about to your point, like w- making the most of what you have. And so, right. um, and it's also a really good time as you, you kind of said to kind of, you know, test and learn. And, you know, I work in tech and so I'm always thinking about, you know, how can we, you know, quickly and try something, test it out, build an MVP and, 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 and learn through iteration and then scale it. And so I think, I think you all have done like a really great, great job with that. And I, I think the other thing I was just going to say too, was that one of the things that it sounds like you're feeling, but I know I'm feeling in terms of work and being in the workplace is the uh, humanity that exists in the individuals that you are associated with. And I think you definitely in pockets kind of always like experience a little bit of that, but now you're seeing it like in real time, in real life. And just, uh, I think mm-hmm. there's a certain amount, uh, there's a certain amount of compassion that kind of comes with that. And I think that's really great. And, and, and it sounds like you, you've kind of felt that way at least a little bit with your, some of your classmates and at least in your organization. So I think that's, I think that's fantastic. So I want to transition to back to maybe um, Stephanie and Joey for a little bit. So, um, you know, both of you, Stephanie and Joey, um, you know, you have certainly some time left in business school. I'm just curious from, you know, obviously when you sign up to business school, you have an idea of, or at least in your head of what this experience is going to be like. Um, and there's always surprises, but then an event like this happens and it certainly, um, it certainly kind of changes some of that. But as you think about, you know, the time you both have left in terms of, um, let's start with you, Stephanie. So you, um, you certainly have your internship and you have your next year. Um, I'm just curious, like, um, how has your mindset changed if at all, or like, how are you thinking of this time like differently as a result of everything that's happened over the past month or so? Yeah. So, um, I think having to reset expectations um, is a bit important, especially since we don't really know how long this could last. And so coming up to my last year or even these last couple of months um, with my MBA class that I started with, I was really looking forward to doing a lot of our traditional activities um, that we do with the graduating MBAs. So I could say goodbye to everyone before they you know, went across the country and the world for their jobs. Um, and you know, that unfortunately just couldn't happen. And, um, you know, I was looking forward to spending the summer in Ann Arbor because all the great things that we do, um, and that goes on in the town that I don't get to really see or experience because last summer I was gone. Um, but having to level set expectations of, I could be in my apartment all summer. Um, we don't know. And so even for going for next year, I think what we're, what the school's trying to do even now, because they don't know is level set a bit of expectations um, and try to, to the point around kind of recruiting or these um, conferences is how can we be creative and still having the strong network that we do? Ross is really known for um, our strong community and how can we do that virtually now over the summer? And, you know, if we have to in the fall, because we just don't know. And so it's level setting expectations internally, but also I think across the board. And then having resources or providing ideas, even our 
MBA weekly newsletter, they've been doing some new things around kind of like polling and asking questions and doing some more kind of fun stuff, um, especially for the graduating MBAs that I don't think they would have done if we still had kind of our traditional um, activities that we would every April. And so, um, you know, we're kind of seeing it from the top down, which I think is nice because that helps a lot of us as students kind of understand where our mind needs to be at um, looking ahead. And I think also just trying to make the best of the opportunity. And so we also have virtual yoga classes. They don't require us to show our video though, which I'm thankful for. Um, we have some students putting together meditation classes. Some students are doing tarot cards. So it's fun to kind of see people's hobbies come out. And if they can make it in a virtual setting, it's a fun way to still get to know your classmates and to learn some new activities. Um, and that's just what we've been doing that I kind of see that we'll continue to do throughout, especially since a lot of MBAs are now gonna be working remotely, um, that we're still gonna to try to do some activities over the summer um, and just try to keep positive, I think, as we go into the fall. Sure, and Joey, for you, you have an exciting internship coming up as well as a full second year of business school. Um, what about you? What, what are you thinking about or um, has your kind of approach changed at all? Or you know, how, are, how are you thinking about you know, your you know, you, you have quite some time left. Um, so what's, what's on your mind with that? Yeah, I think to be honest, there's like a kind of like a rosy perspective I have, and then there's a less, a less rosy one. So, uh, I think the rosy perspective is like many of, um, the, like everyone on this call has said, there's, um, the social aspect to my experience actually transitioned pretty seamlessly to online. Um, just this week we had, uh, cohort so we broke it into four cohorts at the beginning of the year uh, we had cohort trivia we had a family feud uh, family feud event where someone put together a really well done like family feud essentially transformed the powerpoint into like the whole family feud experience and um, we've kept up like our weekly bar of the week um, though it's all remote and there are certain theme themes um, we have uh, our dialogues over dinner, which are like opportunities to have some deep conversations with classmates. Those are remote. Um, I've done one of those already myself. So everything's happening and we're adapting. And I would envision these things just to continue into the fall. I'm curious how the summer would, will pan out as well. I think like a less rosy picture of things is when I think about the potential duration of the, of just like shelter in place and things like this. So if I think about our, my entire second year being remote, um, it's a challenging thought. And, um, you know, some of my classmates have talked about withdrawing, deferring, like, I think, I think kind of the headline is it really depends on like your situation, your needs. I think it's hard for me to think of a, a reality in which I would withdraw um, as much of a bummer as it would be if like the entire rest of the experience was um, was remote um, but yeah like I think I think ideally I would love for that my final semester to be in person like that I think that would be something that I would really want to happen and could kind of make me put up with all the other just challenges with going online um, but also like as others others have said um, I mean, this is the reality of the situation. It's, we can't escape it and we need to make the best of it. And so I'm, I really try to take that to heart. And I think also like there could be no better time to be learning about business. Um, or I shouldn't say there could be no better time, but like this is, 
as someone who came from an, the nonprofit sector, like I've learned so much about business this year. And like in my design thinking class right now, like our, our, our the project that my team is taking on is related to small businesses and their marketing efforts. And so um, I think there are some really relevant learnings going, learnings happening. Um, and so I'm interested to see how those continue to evolve over the next year or two. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's, I think that's good insight. So uh, I want to head back over to Anna because Anna is graduating shortly. Um, I'm just curious, Anna, um, you know, as you think about, uh, as you think about graduating in a couple of weeks or a month and, you know, obviously transitioning out of business school, uh, I'm just curious to kind of um, have you kind of reflect upon, you know, like given everything that has gone on, particularly over the past like month or two, um, you know, like, what are you going to take away from, you know, from all of this? And, and I guess, uh, yeah, I would just love to kind of hear like, you know, knowing just kind of your thoughts. I mean, I think as any graduating MBA student would probably have some thoughts or reflections in their experience, but just obviously with what has happened, like I'm sure, um, there's maybe even some more thoughts or that are kind of running through your head. So we'd love to hear kind of what you're thinking, what you, what you've been thinking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say the primary thing that I've been thinking about is um, my start date isn't until the end of the summer, as is the case for many. And I was planning to travel for the whole summer. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck do I do with like three whole months of literally nothing? Um, so that's one of my big questions right now um, and trying to make the most of it. So is there some sort of project I can engage with? Um, maybe there's some uh, like technical skills I can develop. Um, I haven't done much coding in my life. I'm going to be a digital product manager. Is Are there other things I can kind of do? So a lot of my brain is already kind of moved on to like, what am I doing in between school and my job to make the most of this time, even if it's not what I envisioned? Um, it's of course a little sad to not be with my friends um, and celebrating this time, which would be pretty fun and pretty crazy um, if we were in person. But again, I, I do feel lucky. I got to travel to you know Patagonia in my spring break of first year and go to Spain over the summer between my internship. And then I traveled for the entire month of January actually to China, Hong Kong, and India and got back right as this was breaking out. So it couldn't have been better time to travel the most I've ever traveled um, because now who knows until the next time. So in a lot of ways, I'm just really grateful for the, all of the experience I did get in person. And Joey, I really hope you get back in person before the end of your MBA and the same for all of you. Um, but yeah, just kind of already thinking about what's next. Uh, uh, we will come back together in person when we can. We're also trying to think about how we can still commemorate the end of the MBA virtually. So I'm on like a student little you know, subcommittee of weighing in on what we think the student body needs. Um, I keep saying that, yes, I'm in touch with like my close friends from school, but what's hard is like at those weekly, you know, bar meetups and everything, the people who you really like that you end up having, you know, your 20 minute catch up conversation every few weeks with, but you might not be scheduling happy hours with and everything in this virtual setting. And how do you maintain all of those ties going out of B school? Because that's a huge part of business school. So we're trying to think about more like randomized breakout sessions and things like that and ways that we can hopefully continue to foster those connections to the very end. And maybe it will continue even more so afterwards than it would have if we'd ended in person. No, I think, I think that's great. And I think that makes a ton of sense. And um, I remember when you were, when you were traveling for that month um, and yeah, I know, I think it's so, I'm so glad you got that chance to do that because like you said, um, it's, would have, it's, it will be hard to do. It will be hard to do here on forward. Um, two weeks before things locked down, I was in, I went to Hawaii with a couple of my friends and, 
uh, we felt the same thing. We're like, oh man, this is, we're really glad that we got this in before, um, uh, before it was too, before it was too late. And the other thing I was just going to say is, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you saw it, but, um, uh, Jim from the office, John Krasinski does that some good news, um, feature. And he did a virtual prom for high schoolers this past, (laughs) this past week. It was, it was, you should check it out. It was very touching. I'm not saying you should do that for your MBAs, but like the idea of like still finding a way to celebrate, obviously something that means a lot to high school students. And like, there were like, if you go on LinkedIn and looked at the hashtag, like there are like kids who are posting photos of themselves, like dressed up in like tuxes and, and dresses and things. And he brought like a whole bunch of other celebrities on there with him. But it was like, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was very, it was like, oh, That's this adorable. is, it's a good, this is a good way to brighten yeah. the day. Um, we are, uh, they're, they're sending us all caps and tassels. We no longer <laughs> need the gowns. Who knows what will be going on yeah. below the screen, but we're all going <laughs> to have a little virtual graduation where we wear our caps and tassels and I guess like toss them around our apartments. Um, so it'll still be really touching and wonderful to come together virtually. Sure, for sure. Um, so, so Becca, um, so you have some time left, obviously, in school and you have a summer internship ahead of you. I'd love to hear from you. Like, what's something you're excited about, you know, in terms of moving forward? I mean, obviously, I think, there's definitely some challenges, but you know, um, all of you are making the best fit in some kind of way, but I'd be just curious, like what's, what's one thing you're maybe excited about as you think about the rest of your time in business school? Sure. One thing, one thing that's been really, um, I guess a, a good thing about all of this is that I've really been able to see the people in my class that are the true leaders that are stepping up during this time. And we have kind of all come together virtually, whether it's phone calls, texts, we're emailing back and forth, um, just trying to kind of consolidate some of our communications, co-sponsor with events, trying to make them bigger and better and trying to really reach groups of our cohort that maybe aren't, aren't a part of like some of the big bigger groups and maybe are more on the edges or don't live in Chapel Hill or haven't been super plugged in um, with some of our clubs to begin with. So I'm really excited to continue those relationships. And I think that they are going to be lifelong friends of mine in the sense of, I I can, you know, off the top of my head, think of five or six people that I'm like, I want to, I want them to hire me one day or vice versa. Like I'm, I'm excited to just continually see how people evolve and bring a lot of good out of the situation. Um, Honestly, you know, who knows, maybe I'm like extreme optimist, but if there's any way that we can even have small get togethers or anything in phases like later this summer, a lot of us are remote and will be staying in Chapel Hill. So I was like, what better time to be like all together, even if it's from, you know, six plus feet away um, or being able to be in the same time zone, that probably wouldn't have happened um, this summer and everyone's so busy in their new cities. So I think there's going to be a lot more structured connection and uh, like Anna said, opportunities to do some of that structured networking. So I'm excited to get a little bit of time back because if anything, um, the Entrepreneurship Center at UNC is calling this the great pause. And, and so instead of an apocalypse, like seeing this as an awakening, and it really has allowed me to shift my priorities and kind of get away from things that aren't serving me and kind of deep dive into my strengths and the things that, I, that give me life. So I feel like that, that's a, it's kind of a refresh button for how I should set the rest of my business career and the things that I'm involved in. Oh, I think that's great. And I think, Becca, you know this, but when I was at UNC, I was on in Basa, and I will say, like, I am in contact with a bunch of those folks, like, every week. We're just texting on yeah. various things, and I'm still f- very close with them. And then the other thing I was going to say is that I actually work with one of, I work with Jason Perocho, who um, is, uh, he was president of Ambassador with me, and we, we talk, like, all the time, and we're always working together on stuff. So it's it's really cool to uh, to have the that opportunity to work with some of your classmates after, the, after you graduate, because yeah. you get to see 
all the things you saw at school, but just kind of in a work setting. Um, so I feel right. very, very grateful for that. So that's, uh, that's yeah. fantastic. And yeah. Al, I would add to that. I think one thing that's been really great and you made me think of it is because of you and your connections that, that you give me to other UNC um, alumni, I've had five or six conversations in the last week with former Carolina women in business leaders and Embassa leaders. And it has just been amazing to lean yeah. on that network. Some of them furloughed, some of them still working full time, but remotely, um, you know, some of them with babies and kids at home, but and just being able to be real people with them, but getting mm -hmm to see their perspective and I'm like okay yeah. hopefully I will be there five years from now um but in giving the same advice to someone down the road so it's been a really good time to, to network yeah great great yeah um Steph what about you what's one thing you're excited about I'm a bit similar to Becca but just I now have a bit more time I'm on my hands just you know taking commute amongst just other things um I was planning to be in Europe all of May um, doing a study abroad, but that's not happening. So now I'm, you know, just trying to find any online coding programs. I'm doing an online IDO.org design thinking um, five-week course with some classmates that I may have not been able to work with um, if it wasn't for this. Um, and yeah, just trying to find ways that I can learn things that I've been wanting to learn, but I've been too busy to do or read the books that have been sitting around my apartment for years that I've been meaning to get to. Um, so just really using this time to kind of catch up on all of the things that were so low on my list because I always said I didn't have enough time for them. Um, and now they can come to the top of the list. That's great. Uh, if anyone needs a book recommendation, uh, MBA Insider is on Amazon right now. Um, <laughs> I'm half kidding, but also because uh, Steph and uh, and are both featured in it, and you can hear more of their stories there. Um, Joey, what about you? What are you excited about, uh, either for this year at Haas over the summer or looking into your second year? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm super excited for my summer internship, even though it's remote. Um, hopefully, maybe in a year I'll be able to, or maybe at some point in the summer it'll open up, but if not, maybe in a year I'll be able to go back. We'll see. Um, so, really excited about that. And, you know, and I think. I think maybe I painted a little bit of doom and gloom picture earlier, but it has been really heartening and empowering just to see the way in which the relationships that um, my classmates and I built with each other over the past number of months are sustaining into this remote environment. And I, you know, I said this out loud and I tell myself this, I think because of everything going on, like the community bond across like my like my any of our classes, but like my class as well, um, is just going to be super, super strong because of because of everything that's going on. And so, um, I'm looking forward to all of us just making the best of it. Um, and I have like everyone else has said too. Like I've really taken this time. I'm a super social person in general, but I've taken this time just to kind of reconnect with myself in certain ways, um, and just figure out how to make the best of it. So that's great. All right, just to wrap it up here, I guess. Um, parting shots. So, um, Anna, let's go with you. So what, uh, what is your, what's your advice for incoming or prospective students who are going to be entering an MBA program, um, such as Stern, um, you know, you know, what, what kind of guidance or advice do you have for them, you know, particularly as, you know, a graduating MBA student? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I would say, you know, um, this was already mentioned, I think, Joey, you said it, but it, there's not a better time to be learning about business. The um, amazing, like, live case studies that we have going on in the news every day of leaders doing great things and leaders doing not so great things um, is just an incredible time. I feel so grateful to still be in, like, a learning environment, being able to discuss these. Um, and uh, to the other point is because we're virtual, we're able to have leaders come and speak to us about how they're managing this crisis um, that we might not have had access to before. So I think it's a great time to do an MBA. I do not think, you know, there there is unfortunately a, a missing out of the in-person, but I think if you can take advantage of it, and there were so many great tips um, just now offered of how to make even more of this experience, I think it's a wonderful time to um, gain a great education and a, and a leg up on your career. Great. Uh, Becca, how about for you? Same question. You know, what advice do you have for prospective or incoming MBA students? Yeah, I'd echo what Anna said, like there is no better time. I mean, the opportunity cost right now for going back to get getting your MBA versus, you know, staying perhaps, you know, your company, hopefully staying alive and then like being solvent and being promoted and whatnot. Like now's, now's the time to go back and to really take that step in that investment. A lot of schools um, are having waivers for the GMAT GRE due to people that can't take it. Um, uh, UNC is offering, um, I think it's called the business, uh, North Carolina Business for Next. And it's like a, a program for direct from undergraduate students that have shown exceptional performance that can go straight into an MBA for certain um, career interests. And so I, now is now is the time. And if, if I was an undergrad or even if I was just kind of on the fence about things, definitely apply because com um, certain schools, I mean, have extended their deadlines um, for applications, just knowing that this is kind of, again, uncertain times. Um, and I would say to make the most of it, though, talk to as many students as you can in the schools that you're looking at. Um, students, um, I know, especially at Kenan Flagler, we're all excited to welcome the incoming class, but also talk to people that are on the fence or maybe think that an MBA is not for them or they're not a business person. Um, we have like 54% non-traditional backgrounds in our program. And, and I think that just kind of speaks to the fact that um, it's, it's just about getting to know the people that you're going to be studying with, even in a Zoom virtual environment. So definitely reach out to all the programs and the people in them. Great. How about you, Steph? What's your advice? Uh, same question for prospective or incoming MBA students. Um, I guess my advice would be, you know, no matter is what is happening in the fall or onwards, just use this opportunity as a good learning experience. Coming from consulting and even everything they say at MBA, you know, be comfortable with ambiguity, be flexible, be creative, you know, use your design thinking skills. Like all of that's going to happen, even in terms of how do I put together a virtual yoga class that my whole you know, cohort can be invited to? So use this time to just kind of be comfortable with ambiguity of finding those creative solutions, um, finding opportunities where you think your class is missing something, whether we're in person or not in the fall, and just kind of use this entire journey that we're in together as a world. Um, but to kind of figure out how you can be a leader in a crisis or how you can manage and motivate others. Um, it's, it's a great kind of, you know, Ross is all about hands-on or experiential learning. This is um, kind of one that everyone's going through right now. And so I'm trying to challenge myself to do that. And I think even people coming in in the fall, whether in person or not, can also try to challenge themselves because even if we are in person in the fall, you know, things will be different. I think just in general, things will be different in the world um, after this. And so we'll all have to kind of find ways to get through it together. Sure. And uh, Joey, bring us home. What's your, uh, what's your piece of advice for incoming or prospective students? 
Yeah. Um, so I think just with anything that's going on right now, I think it's really important to just recognize what's within your control and what's outside of it. And so, um, yeah, you might not be able to attend like admitted student weekends or days or whatever the case might be at, at universities or schools that you're considering. Um, but you can have uh, deep you know, conversations with people who go to, who attend those institutions to really understand uh, what is more or less right for you. And then it's also important, I think, to recognize that, um, you know, there are a couple different ways, I mean, probably more than a couple, but there are a number of different ways that the future can pan out from here. And it's important to be, to be flexible and roll with the punches. And so, um, you know, brace yourself for the, for the possibility that your first semester or, or, you know, maybe your first year, though hopefully not, might be remote. And what additional kind of preparation will you need to do um, whether it's like being comfortable with remote networking or taking classes remotely, um, but what you can do to just really prepare yourself for what's to come. That's great. Thank you, Anna, Becca, Joey, and Steph. Thank you so much for joining me on this and for sharing all of your great um, insights and your experiences. It's been a blast and this was, uh, this was fantastic. So thank you for joining in and listening to your webinar. We had some great guests. Um, if you want more information, make sure to check out mbaschool.com. Uh, there's a lot of great insights on what MBA business school is like and how to make the most of it. And certainly make sure to check out MBA Insider, uh, my book. Uh, you can find it on Amazon. Um, it's a great guide to helping you navigate business school. Uh, thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.